0: it's really to me about like upgrading mini moments of my day. If I bring an essential oil diffuser to my office or like investing in my very favorite tea, even if it costs like a few bucks extra than the cheaper version, or like picking the perfect playlist for my shower, like it's like everyday
1: things that you could just upgrade a little bit. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 61 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Now, we all know that we need healthy routines, we need self-care, and we need balance, this mystical creature that we call balance, but figuring out exactly how that looks and feels for you can be super daunting because there's just no one-size-fits-all solution and there's so much information out there, but today we're going to bring it back to basics and help you upgrade your wellness routines like choosing the right foods, returning to your breath, sleeping, and the foolproof approach to making it all work for you instead of having it feel like a chore in this constant uphill battle. This is such a fun, valuable interview, and I can't wait for you to meet my friend and wellness expert, Kate Eskery. Kate is a fellow Minnesota gal like myself, and she's also a registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, holistic wellness junkie, and the voice behind the foundation blog, where she inspires women to invest in their health through simple, Foundational daily practices that can help them disconnect from their to do list and reconnect with their life. We love that. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear from her because not only is she just a really cool human and so dang impressive with all of her different credentials and just her history as a collegiate athlete, she's going for like a double doctorate right now. Like she has so much to share with us today. And I know that in a world where it just feels like we're constantly drowning in our to do, lists and responsibilities it can be really really good to be reminded to slow down find a moment for ourselves and really return to the basics if you are excited to learn more about self-care and how your wellness routines can help you live your best life then you definitely want to apply for my group mentorship program the move nourish shine collective which focuses a ton on making eating well moving your body and building a strong mindset a true lifestyle we are closing enrollment in just a few short days but in case you haven't heard of it before move nourish shine is my signature program that gives you all of the tools support and community that you need to start living a healthy balanced life that makes you feel amazing in your body who doesn't want that it's eight weeks of learning how to move and nourish your body from a place of self-love and by the end of our time together you will have three workout programs three nutrition strategies and eight weeks of mindset and confidence workshops under your belt so you can finally master living a balanced lifestyle and stop starting over over again because we all know that that shit gets exhausting you'll also be supported every step of the way with daily access to support coaches and weekly group calls with yours truly it really is my favorite thing that i do so if you are ready to level up your mindset and build rock solid confidence and you definitely want to apply asap at move nourish shine.com we get started on september 9th and our spots are limited so learn more about the program and submit your application asap again that's MoveNourishShine.com, and I can't wait to see you in the Shine Tribe. Hello, Kate. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I am so excited, Marie. I can't wait. I'm stoked to have you on. Guys, Kate and I have been friends for a couple of years. We met through her sister, Jenna Kutcher, but we actually have similar ties because we both grew up in Minnesota, and we have like mutual friends, which is such a small world. It was the smallest
0: world like I remember meeting you through Jenna's mastermind and then we were just like, Oh, I'm Marie. I'm Kate. And then it's like, Oh, you know, this person. Oh, wait, you're also from Twin Cities in Minnesota. Like it was just hilarious and sparks were flying for sure.
1: Yeah, we we instantly fell in love, so um, I'm super excited to share her with you guys today, and I know that she is going to bring so much value, or Kate, you're going to bring so much value. I don't know I'm speaking about you in the third person, <laughs> but to get started, I love to do a few um, rapid fire questions before we really jump into like the juicy stuff, so is that cool with you?
0: Oh my gosh, yes, bring it on.
1: Okay, great. Would you consider yourself an early bird or a night owl?
0: I am born a night owl, but I'm forcing myself to be an early bird, and it's the best thing ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the having like a head start on the day just gives you the best energy and like the best mental clarity, and I just love it for sure. Uh, um, how do you take your coffee, or if you don't drink coffee, what do you drink?
0: I take my coffee black, dark roast.
1: Oh my goodness, you're such a badass. I feel like anyone that has <laughs> that drinks coffee black is like. Just really mature, and I don't know that's, that is impressive to me. Um, you were a barista, right? So I was. What was, what was your favorite drink to make then? Oh my gosh, fancy?
0: the fancier the the better. Like I loved like frothing things up. But my favorite thing to order at a coffee shop is like a treat yourself drink. Like that's not just black coffee. Is an americano. Um, it is so good. I think it's the most mm-hmm. underrated coffee drink, and it's just like a creamy, nice espresso drink it's Mm -hmm. just amazing
1: yeah I always get decaf americanos I can't do caffeine but decaf americanos are legit what is your favorite way to add a little something something to your healthy meals to make them like more exciting and snazzy I guess
0: Oh my gosh. What a fun question. And I instantly know my answer is a runny egg on top. (laughs) I will like roast vegetables, put a runny egg on top, pop the yolk. It's like a dressing and a
1: sauce and protein all in one. I love it. Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to say that. Anyone that's watched Kate's Instagram story for like a day knows that that's the answer. (laughs) Do you prefer snow or sunshine? Sunshine for sure. Even though you live in the Northwoods in the winter, there's beautiful. In the tundra,
0: yes, but I do um, prefer, I'm reporting live right now from a Minnesota summer and I'm convinced there's no better time on earth or anywhere to be. It's so beautiful.
1: What is your favorite way to move your body?
0: Uh, My favorite way is running for sure, but I'm also open to just about anything. I'm very fitness curious. So I also love like hit. Um, and yoga i would say those are my top three
1: love it and then last but not least what is your enneagram number because i know you're just as obsessed as i am
0: yes i am a seven wing eight so i am okay. the enthusiast um and then with the eight wing which is like the challenger or the enforcer so i feel like that's how i describe how i feel like i'm like type a and type b i feel like my uh-huh. seven wing is like type b charismatic and then my type uh type
1: eight side is like all right Kate get stuff done so it's a good balance that makes so much sense for you the enthusiast I love it okay so can you tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are especially your evolution in like the health and wellness space because I know that it has been um kind of like a road of twists and turns for you so I want to know how it all unfolded and basically what brought you to where you are today and the roles that you're in now
0: yeah, I'd love to. So like you said, I've kind of was ricocheting around for a few years there, just trying to find like my place in healthcare. care. Um, so I went to the University of Minnesota for nursing school, really, really loved it, um, was in the honors program, was, you know, like thriving in school, but just kind of felt uncertain about where I wanted to be in nursing. Um, I had a really difficult time in clinical, like picturing where I would be, um, like what realm of nursing I would do. But somewhere along the line, I heard, and I couldn't even tell you who said this, which is so silly that the opinion uh, stuck with me for so long, but someone said that like working in the ICU is the most impressive thing you can mm. do as a nurse. Um, and of course, me being like a go-getter, I had that in my
1: mind. Yeah. Um, and that would I totally up... make my ears perk up too. I'd be like, right, oh, right. I'm on
0: it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so with, in my junior year of nursing school, I got this nationwide um, internship at the Mayo Clinic. And it was such an honor. And I'm like, okay, like I've been working for this and I got placed in the ICU Um, and really loved it, really loved like learn. Like I've always loved learning science on such an intimate level. And I love physiology and I love how the human body works. Um, But that internship ultimately led to a job. And the moment that All those fun science facts and the physiology and the body process were attached to like a human life it just became way too much for me like a lot of nurses thrive in the icu they love the intensity Um, But for me, I just felt like everything I did was a life or death decision. I was Mm -hmm. like thinking myself insane. Um, And luckily, like I never really had any bad patient outcomes. But I left every shift being like, what did I miss? Was that one thing really what I thought it was? Should I have told the previous nurse about this and like was just overthinking everything. And yeah, I'm I'm a pretty like carefree person. So to be in a role that like I've constantly felt the need to be literally perfect because someone else's life depended on it. Mm -hmm. It just became a lot for me. Um, And it was this moment of like, wow, I worked really hard to be here. I'm at the Mayo Clinic in the ICU. And I don't even really feel like myself because I just don't feel like I'm using my gifts and talents to like the highest ability. Um, So it just kind of led to this period of like, do I even want to be a nurse? Um, I knew that my passion of like health and nutrition and stress management, like more lifestyle views on health were still as strong as ever. But I was like, maybe I just can't use those in (laughs) the RN job setting. Like maybe... Mm -hmm you know, I had this idea of what nursing was and it's just not here. So around that time, um, my sister Jenna, who is the host of the gold digger podcast, which is incredible. And Marie Mm -hmm. has been a guest on it. Um, but she was looking to hire for her podcast and I was looking just to like take a break from nursing. I was moving across the state. It just felt like a good time to like, kind of step back and just see what I wanted. Um, So I ended up working for a podcast for a year. And that was an amazing experience. And, you know, it came, it was just like, it came with a lot of perks. Like I got to meet you, Marie. I got to like be in that world and just kind of see that like, wow, people do you know, have these really cool side hustles and businesses and just kind of opened my eyes a little bit and got my wheels turning a little bit more about like what the future could be. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that break, I realized I really do love health. Like that is for sure my passion. I do love nursing. It's just that the ICU wasn't exactly right for me. Um, And just learning to like be okay with that and find peace in that, that like, yes, health is my calling. And there's so many different directions I could go. So I was kind of just being curious to what was next. And I remember someone like saying this writing prompt or something that was like, what do you do when you're procrastinating what you're supposed to be doing? Mm. Like using that as like a thought provoking way of being like, that's your passion, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, what was I doing when I was supposed to be working on the podcast or whatever it may be? Um, I was listening to like podcasts on the gut microbiome and making healthy recipes and like researching different herbs and all natural remedies. And I'm like, okay, like I'm clearly attracted to health. I'm Clearly attracted to like integrative health. And all of a sudden it was like a duh moment where it's like, I did my honors thesis in undergrad on yoga when everyone else was doing it on like antihypertensives. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did aromatherapy focused research when I was at Mayo. And I'm like, all along, the one constant had been kind of more integrative health. Um, it just kind of took like being in situations where it maybe wasn't right to realize what my true passion was. So fast forward a little bit, I am getting my doctorate in integrative health right now. It's a really, really cool program. Um, It's the only one in the country. There's 12 of us from all over the nation. And it's a really cool blend of um, Western and Eastern. So like I'm taking acupressure and functional nutrition, but I'm also taking pharmacology Mm -hmm. um, and physiology and just kind of, you know, learning to really use the term like integrative, like to integrate Western and Eastern, um, yeah. I think that right now natural medicine and Western medicine are both very polarized in both mm-hmm. ways directions. And I'm just kind of finding my spot in this middle. Like I do love science. I did work in an ICU. I know that modern medicine can be absolutely life saving. Right. Uh, but then at the same time, I see kind of shortcomings in. The traditional model. I think we should have more time with patients, a more holistic view. What is their sleep like, their food like? Um, so I've just kind of found myself right smack dab in the middle and almost feeling like a translator for both worlds. Yeah. Um, and just being in my program, I'm like, okay, this is it. And I have started the foundation blog, which is where I just kind of wanted to bring like a mix of science and woo woo to the internet, because I see sometimes natural medicine, it's, you know, maybe not coming from the most reliable sources, there's Mm -hmm. kind of outrageous claims. Um, And then there's like Western Med, which can be a little too concrete and not really open to all the like mystery and behind the scenes. And what is someone's life like? And what is their mind body connection? And I just kind of found myself right in the middle and I have started uh, this blog almost six months ago and it's just kind of blown up. And um, so, you know, long story short, right now I am still working as a registered nurse. So I am blogging in the early morning when I wake up, going to work as an RN and then studying by night. So I have a lot going on, but I feel really at home in this world of like, bringing together um, traditional medicine and Eastern and uh, just kind of finding my home right in the middle mm-hmm.
1: and for context guys Kate is one of the most um, I don't want to say busy because I feel like busy is like an kind of a negative word, but you just have your fingers in so many places all the time. Like you are a social butterfly. You have basically three jobs right now. Um, And when you're in college to become, or when you're in nursing school, you were also a D1 athlete at the same time, right?
0: I was, yes. I ran track and field for the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers. Um, But I, yes, I've always kind of been that person that, fills their schedule, but I'm, I'm getting to a place with maturity and age where my boundaries really are clean. Um, and everything that's in my life is intentional and I want it there. And I've gotten really good at seeing where I was wasting time or where I maybe wasn't making good use of my time. And now I feel like every moment of my day is really intentional. Um, Mm -hmm. so even though I do have a lot going on, it all feels very, Right. And I think there's something to be said about like that gut instinct, those things you're drawn to, making time for them and prioritizing them. um, And in busy seasons, learning where you have to draw those boundaries. I do have a lot going on, um, but I agree that I don't want to use the word busy because everything I'm doing is filling my cup. And, you know, there are weeks where I'm more tired than others, but. Everything I'm doing is building towards the life I want and the life I have, and I'm just trying to, like, really revel in each stage of it.
1: Mm, I love the word revel. That's such – (laughs) it's, like, it just gives me the warm and fuzzies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So with um, – I mean, both of us were collegiate athletes. Both of us, like, went to school, did the training, pushed our bodies extremely hard, um, and now you're still very much into fitness, as am I, and both of us are very driven to, like, do all the things, achieve do, you know, what's impressive. Um, Mm -hmm. But we've also both learned that doing all the things doesn't mean that we're necessarily taking care of ourselves, like checking the boxes does not equal health or happiness. So can you just dive a little deeper into why having like intention behind your day to day life, and especially when it comes to like health and wellness, why is intentionality so important, even if like, person A and person B could be doing the same things, but if one person has intention and the other doesn't, the results could be totally different.
0: Ooh, I love this question. And I do think it's so important because just speaking as like an athlete for so long, my life was like, what's going to make me a better runner. I need to get Mm -hmm. my run in today. I need to make time for stretching and lifting and how's my nourishment. And like everything came back to like how I was performing. Mm -hmm. And you know, now that I'm out of that competitive stage, I absolutely loved it. But all of a sudden you graduate and it's like, okay, I've been a competitive runner since I was essentially in junior high And all of a sudden it's done. There's no big meets to plan for. There's no conference championship. Um, And I kind of got to like refine my groove and like that really pure um, like freedom that I found in running when I was really young and there was no strings attached. Um, And it became much less of a like oh my God, if I don't run today, am I going to get slow? Am I going to get fat? What's going to happen? I'm going to, you know, it mm-hmm. became much less panicked and way more like organic. Like, oh, I want to run today. Oh, I actually do prioritize waking up like 30 minutes earlier to get a little bit of yoga in. And it has, it's been like putting intention behind my workouts have really opened my eyes to like, what am I actually trying to to achieve from this and I hate to say it but for a long time it was to be skinny or to mm-hmm. be fast and these like labels that I was working towards and but mu- now it's much more like I want to be healthy I want the endorphins I want to you know like maintain a healthy weight it's not like skinny or slow or fat mm-hmm. it's not these like harsh labels anymore it's much more about like being my best self And I'm not going to be one of those people that say like, oh, I only do it for like my health. Like I do it for me time. I do it for um, like my body and treating it with respect and wanting to be like healthy in my skin and give my body like what it deserves. It's become much more holistic um, and I just can't even imagine now like limiting My exercise to the terms like fat or skinny or this or that. And Mm -hmm. now it's just much more. What do I need today? And, you know, like I always think of it with running because you can go for a run and kind of like be slow and looking at the trees and maybe taking a lot of walking breaks. And it's really Zen. Or you can like go out someday and just kick ass and your eyes are focused and you feel like you're sprinting and you're floating and um, you're picturing yourself like in a race. And I just feel like whatever I need that day from exercise, I can find it as long as I show up and just be ready to like take what that day gives me. I no longer Mm -hmm. like fit a square pig into a round hole, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It sounds like instead of like forcing everything, you know, because you have to or you should, you kind of like are dropping into the flow of like what feels right and what's going to serve like a higher purpose than just winning or maintaining a certain body or something.
0: Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Like just being in a flow while I exercise. And if I feel like kicking ass that day and, you know, like setting a new PR or if I feel like just kind of taking it easy or maybe opting to even not run and do yoga whatever it is i just feel like i'm much more in tune with like what does my body actually
1: want right now mhm mm-hmm. and i think being able to let go of the need to exercise for a specific body type or a specific look or a specific competition, like, letting go of that need to prove and achieve, like, kind of quiets that noise and allows you to tune in. Because personally, when I was, like, doing bodybuilding competitions and when I was a collegiate athlete, like, I was just so focused on what needed to happen, what was on the plan, what was going to get me the farthest, the fastest. Like, I didn't take a second to tune into what I actually like wanted and felt like. Um, so has that been your experience? Like once you were able to take a step back, you finally could listen in to what you wanted or was it always there and you just kind of tuned it out?
0: You know, I have always been really in tune with myself. So like coming into this like division one program, um, I knew it was going to be high stakes. I knew it was going to be some of the best like runners in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was coming off of this like string of injuries, my junior and senior year of high school, I'm talking. And To enter a program like that, like some people were like, do you even want to like do this? Because I was in like the worst shape of my high school career as I was like entering this program. Yeah. And for some reason, I really like admire my little young self because I was able to be like, no, like I'll give it a whirl. And like worst case happens, I tried it and I don't like it and I can quit. But I never let like being the absolute slowest on the team my first year derail me. I just kind of like put my head down, focused on those small bits of improvement and watch my time get down. And I ended up being captain of the team while I was there. And I just really kind of give a little shout out to my young self for being able to be like, no, I'm not going to be the best. In fact, I'm probably going to be the worst, but just to put in the work and just be really in tune with my motives. Mm -hmm. I think Um, definitely the competition was there more now than it is right now. Um, the competition was there then more than it is now, but I feel like I was always able to kind of just focus on my times and not like my competitor's times. So I always was way more interested in setting my personal best than like winning the race. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that can be a huge key for like longevity and the metaphor of running your own race and like not comparing yourself to someone else rings true for so many areas of life and like wellness is kind of one of the most obvious ones um, probably for my audience just because you see so many people on Instagram that have you know like your goal body or someone who's faster than you or someone that can do cool yoga inversions or whatever and like you can't compare you know your first mile to their like 26th Hey, hey, it's Future Marie, and I have to interrupt because I'm so glad that Kate is shedding light on this. I see it every single day. Women are burned out and overwhelmed with all of the crazy diets and wellness advice out there, but I'm here to remind you that this stuff can feel easy. Eating well, moving your body, and building up your confidence and self-love isn't supposed to feel like an all-out war, and finding true balance is possible, you guys. I've helped hundreds of women find their balance, reach their fitness goals, and create this sense of unshakable confidence and you could be next in my group mentorship program the move nourish shine collective we spend eight weeks together creating a healthy lifestyle refining and reaching your goals building a strong confident mindset and growing an incredible community of like-minded women who all want to tap into their full potential just like you plus you're supported every single step of the way with progress trackers for accountability daily access to our support coaches and weekly group calls with yours true truly. It's such a great time and the transformations are absolutely incredible. It's really a -a one-of-a-kind program and I'm really excited to have the doors open for our fall collective. You definitely want to apply ASAP on MoveNourishShine because you can still get in on some great bonuses, including cool merch, early access to our community, and a new payment plan option that's even more flexible and affordable than ever before. Again, that's MoveNourishShine.com and now we can get back to the episode. I'm really curious about where your foundation, a nod to the blog, where your foundation (laughs) with wellness and like slow living and holistic health, I'm curious where that started um, and kind of just your first introduction to it and how you have built your own foundation and how that's grown over the years. So where did it start and what are like now your non-negotiables within your own foundation? What a fun
0: question. I've never been asked this. So um, I think for me, so the foundation blog is designed for your foundation. So those things that are so simple, but somehow in 2019 feel so complicated Mm. like nourishment and sleep and stress management. Like why do these things that are literally the basis of humanity forever, all of a sudden feels so complicated. And I just wanted yeah. to bring like a voice of simplicity to this. And I think when you're asking where my foundation or journey to this started, it really is with food. And I I keep talking about running, but it really is such a big part of my life. And I found success when I was pretty young in the sport. And again, one person who I can even like tell you who they were now said something about peaking, which is like the term for Uh, when you go through puberty and you get breasts and hips and you get a little slower. Mm. Um, And they had like mentioned like, Oh, you're really fast now, but just kind of like, just beware. It could, you know, slow down. And I think they were coming from a good place, but my adolescent mind was like, Oh my God, I cannot gain weight. I don't want to go through puberty. And I really started being obsessed with food and Mm. tracking every calorie and eating these protein bars that said, like, fiber and this and that, and, like, those things that are marketed to you as healthy, even though now I can look back and say they're nothing but chemicals. But, like, everything I ate was pre-measured, and I knew how many calories I was eating, and I was working out multiple times a day. And there was just this, like, rigidity to my nutrition, and I I wasn't even, like, aware of it. And I carried that with me for a while. And I went like into college and I was, you know, much healthier. I was able to like eat food without stressing out as much, but in the back of my mind, I was constantly like, how many calories are in that? How much did I burn today? These like little thoughts in the back of my mind, it was Mm -hmm. always a narrative that was going on, no matter what I did. And with time, um, I read Michael Pollan's book, In Defense of Food, and I was just seeing more and more about like whole foods and all natural. And it was something Michael Pollan said that like absolutely changed my life. And it said, like, most of the food in today's like supermarket, it is not food, it is food like substances. And Mm. that like, really hit home for me. I realized that for years I had been eating these 90 calorie protein bars and fortified with fiber and fortified with this. And all of a sudden it's, it just hit me like it's so simple. All I have to do are eat whole real nourishing foods that have existed for thousands of years. Um, and I just started implementing more vegetables, more just like grains like rice and, quinoa and you know, well-sourced meats and just really looking at ingredient labels and realizing that for years I had been (laughs) feeding my body things that I thought were food, but my body didn't really know how to interpret. And Mm. the shift and freedom and joy I felt in just being able to go out to eat. And as long as the foods were like real, I felt comfortable ordering them. So I'd have cheese plates and like charcuterie boards and wine. And it's like, oh my God, there's so much joy and freedom and deliciousness in these real whole foods. And I'm not obsessively counting every calorie or worrying about what's the next thing. Should I be low fat? Should I be high protein? Should I be this mm-hmm. or that? It just all of a sudden became very clear, Like, wow, this is a foundational choice. It's easy. It's actually really simple when you boil it down. Um And I just kept finding that with, like, these little things throughout my life. Like, oh, my sleep does matter. Oh, my stress management really does matter. Oh, like, the Mm -hmm. toxins in my house do matter. Like, it just became really about, like, simplifying it and getting back to the basics. And I felt such a transformation in my own life with that that I just felt the need to, like, share it on the blog. Like I'm not, I want it to be realistic. I'm not going to tell you to go meditate four hours a day or like forage for wild mushrooms. Like (laughs) I think integrative health can be so approachable and so real world. And I just wanted to bring like that simple approach um, to many more women. And that's why I started it.
1: Yeah, I think that that is so refreshing because a lot of, a lot of the messages in wellness right now are all about like add this add that like here's this potion here's this magic ritual here's you know like adding all of these new things and to most people like to some people they're probably they probably geek out about it and that's really cool but to a lot of people who haven't yet figured out their foundation the the thought of just adding an, a mountain of new things to their life sounds really overwhelming But you kind of take an approach that is more about like simplifying and going back to basics and like reducing the overwhelm. So what would you say is like kind of the first step or like what would you recommend people start with if they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Like I want to make a healthy change. But Mm -hmm. what first?
0: Mm, So – The main, like, inspiration when I was starting the blog and picking what to name it, I weirdly flashed back to, like, freshman psychology and learning about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And at the bottom, it was, like, food, shelter, sleep, breath is, like, the four things. So that was kind Mm. of the basis of my blog where – it's like we really can't go up. We can't go to these magic elixir elixirs and fancy herbs and non-toxic skincare, whatever it may be. I love all of those things. Mm-hmm. But unless you're really focusing on those simple foundational things, um, the add-ons aren't going to do that much. It really right. is about getting back to those super simple, super foundational, those things you really can't live without and then maximizing them. Um So for me, something I would recommend is really I would recommend food and just learning to look at labels. um, You know, you can pick up like a granola bar now and it has 35 ingredients Mm -hmm. or you can pick up a lara bar and it's like cashews and dates and apples and cinnamon. And it's like, okay, my body knows how to understand that these ingredients have existed forever. Um, we're designed, we are like evolved to digest this. My body doesn't know what red 40 is or like (laughs) these additives. Um, So I would say the biggest switch to make um, is just start reading labels. And I'm not saying to hijack your whole diet or change everything all at once, but just start being aware and start looking. And with time, it becomes really simple of like, wow, I feel great when I have a good amount of veggies or like, for me, I eat a ton of carbs. I love rice. I have like a grain focused meal at least once a day, I'd say. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm eating more decadently now than I was when I was like, I can only have this 90 calorie granola bar. Um, but my weight hasn't changed if anything, it's just like, I've been toned out. Um, so I would start focusing on nutrition and On my blog, I did make like a grocery shopping list for anyone that's interested in just kind of like cleaning up their nutrition. I wanted to keep it super simple, super real world things you could find in any grocery store that are just whole food, easy to combine, easy to make recipes with. Um, I just wanted to make a really complicated topic like food simple.
1: Yeah, it really like there's so much information out there. Like, this is good, this is bad, avoid this. This is definitely the cause of obesity. No, this is definitely like there's so much conflicting information and I think there is so much to be gained just by going back to basics and I always encourage people to like it look at it as all of these new options for you to eat instead of I can't have this. Like I can't have Doritos or I can't have XYZ. It's like there's probably honestly a great, delicious, real food alternative. And when you start adding, like, how many vegetables are there in the world? There are so many for you to, like, try and experiment. Um, And once you do it for a while, like, I genuinely crave healthy food over, you know, like, quote-unquote junk food or like usually over like pizza or, or fries or something like that but you know on occasion. I, I still, oh for sure. I still YOLO for sure but it's about like looking at, at looking at it as nourishment instead of like restriction. I think that's huge and I,
0: I do think that there's so much to say about deprivation and I can't have this and I can't mm. have that and I'm at work sometimes I hear these women say this, like, oh, I'm on a diet. I can't have that. I can't have that. And then it's like, well, actually you could have that mac and cheese, but just like make a real world version of it. So like find some, um, noodles that have like great whole ingredients and then find a really quality Nice cheese that has the ingredients of like milk cultures and salt, Um, you know, like you can upgrade your favorite foods. And I mean, I literally had mac and cheese two days ago. I like I'm eating all my favorite foods. I'm just doing it in a way that my body knows how to process. Um, and yeah, I just, I agree with you. There is so much complexity and so much deprivation mindset. And I'm really Mm -hmm. just trying to like empower my fellow lady to like find the joy in food again. Like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to think that hard about, you know, what you want to eat. It's just, um, it, it takes so much mental space. Like for me for years, I was, I was constantly thinking about how many calories were in that. When do I eat next? Okay, I have to think about, you know, and to just be Mm -hmm. at a place where, oh, my body's hungry. Like, I don't eat at the same time every day. I don't even eat the same amount of meals every day. I just go off of, like, wow, I'm really hungry today. You know, I'll have a big, like, wonderful salad. And by the way, just public service announcement iceberg lettuce with like a weak vinaigrette is not a salad. Like, load (laughs) it up with like, quinoa and craisins and walnuts and chicken and blue cheese crumbles and like you can make whole foods so hearty so delicious Mm -hmm. um so i just i'm so glad that we feel aligned on that and as people that two women who have both you know been deprived and really restrictive at times i'm just glad to that we're able to say that there can be joy in healthy eating
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to like the intention behind it, right? Like if you are choosing to limit what you can eat because you think that it will get you to like a certain body type or, you know, gain confidence or whatever, like that can easily be a slippery slope to like a bad relationship with food. But if you're choosing to eat healthier because you know that it's going to make you feel better and like have clear a clear mind and um, like fuel your body better, it feels like an expansive, beautiful experience instead of this like forceful suffering experience. Mm-hmm. I think so much of
0: life is like visualizing what's on the other side of it. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm in school right now, yes, there are really long nights and I'm on summer vacation right now and just so grateful for some time off. But during those long days, I just like really tune in to what I want my future to be like, what I want this doctorate to enable me to do, that it will credential me to be a real voice of reason and science in a world that has gotten kind of... um, you know, woo woo and lack of credentials. I want to be that person that can bring really concrete um, data and modalities to a really restrictive Western world. Like I want to be the person that is able to introduce integrative health into the modern healthcare system. Right, Um, And it just whenever things get hard, Um, just visualizing what's on the other end. Like if you really want your kind of old standby junk food, visualize what the nourishing food is going to do to you. You're going to wake up tomorrow with more energy. You're going to feel truly satiated from the meal. Like you're going to feel alert and bright and your workout tomorrow will feel better. And whenever I'm like in these moments of, oh, I don't want to do this or whatever it may be, I just like visualize what that task can give me on the other
1: side mm-hmm that it it really is like its intention so with um you are circling back to just your vision of marrying the best parts of like Western medicine with Eastern and more integrative medicine so can you like highlight for people that aren't super familiar with maybe like more Eastern medicine what would you say um would be like the strongest points in traditional Western medicine versus more Eastern integrative Eastern medicine? Like what are the the biggest pros on each side?
0: Ooh, I love this question. So Western medicine is good at so much and it has a lot of room for improvement, but there's a lot of things it's doing really well. So if we think of even less than a hundred years ago, we were like ravaged by um, like disease and these plagues and things like that. But looking in a modern lens, Western Med is great at emergency med. So mm-hmm. like if I have a heart attack or break my leg, like please take me to the ER right now. Um, being in the ICU setting, I there was patients that needed those medications. They needed to be intubated. No mm-hmm. amount of like meditation was going to take <laughs> them out of that bodily process. Right. So it's great at that emergency. This person needs this now. Um, really acute situations. It's phenomenal. But where it really falls short, in my opinion, is the everyday lifestyle, Mm -hmm. chronic conditions that our country is literally plagued by right now. Um, I do think it's like a plague of chronic conditions. We have heart disease and diabetes and obesity and um, mental illness. And I think that's not going to really change until we start looking at our patients more holistically. So I think integrative health Mm -hmm. is really, really great for these lifestyle things. Looking at nutrition, looking at stress management, um, you know, looking at mindset and, like, um, just, like, finding, like – joy in the everyday and mind-body connection and how that really does impact your health. Um, I think there is so much to be said about how natural medicine can kind of transform our everyday Um, and Western med can be there when things go wrong or the things we don't expect happen. Um, I think There is such a beautiful place in the middle. I know a lot of Western providers out there want to spend more time with their patients. They want a more holistic approach, but Mm -hmm. they are being, you know, kind of pressed down on to have shorter appointment times and see more patients and bill more and prescribe more. And they have a lot of external pressure on them, but they are hungry, I think, for why they went into medicine. They want to help people. They want to get to know their patients. And I'm just really pleased at the momentum that integrative health is gaining. And I think that there can be a really beautiful place in the middle where Western Med isn't just so phenomenal at emergency med, but just able to take a step back a few decades and to be at that point where they really were able to spend time with their patients, know about their family, know about their life, Mm -hmm. know about the many different things that were impacting their health. Um, so I do think both have total pros, both have total cons, but I am all about like, it doesn't have to be one end or the other. I have a naturopath and I have a traditional Western MD. Um, and I see them both once a year. I kind of pick and choose what feels right and aligned with me from both of them. Um, and they both offer really different things. I can't, um, I couldn't pick one over the other if I had to. It's just such a beautiful – both of them are such beautiful worlds, and I just really look for the day when they can meet in the middle a little bit
1: more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited for that too because I've I've had to really pick and choose, like you said, what to take from each field with like my own health journey with autoimmune diseases and hormone imbalances and stuff, like one side versus the other, like – couldn't have fixed me alone. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's like such an area of opportunity. And I'm so excited to see what you do with it, especially once you have your doctorate and like can really take things into the world. Not that you aren't already, you're already just teaching people so much. So um, with that, I want to ask a couple more quick like Fun questions. One of them being, what are some like favorite, fun, easy kind of self care hacks that maybe people don't know about? Um, for example, I know like you're a fan of dry brushing. Like, what are some fun things that people in cor- can incorporate into their day to day to just take a little bit better care for themselves and slow down and have a moment?
0: Ooh, what a fun question. So I think self-care is one of those things right now. It's for sure having a moment, which I'm glad it is because it is important, but I think there's some um, discrepancy with it where it's not always massages. It's not always a big juicy glass of red wine, even though that's one of my favorite forms of (laughs) self-care, but it's really to me about like upgrading mini moments of my day. So like Mm. if I bring an essential oil diffuser to my office or like investing in my very favorite tea even if it costs like a few bucks extra than the cheaper version or like picking the perfect playlist for my shower like it's like everyday things that you could just upgrade a little bit so some of my favorite hacks I'm all about being efficient and just sneaking in as much into my day as I can Um, like my favorite time of the day is when I wake up, I have my coffee and I journal. Um, and to make that happen, I will lay out my journal, open face on the kitchen table with my pen of the mug that I want in the morning set out. And my coffee is pre-programmed to be ready when I wake up. So That's amazing. just making it like a non-negotiable. Like if I wake up and I see my mug and I see my journal, it's going to happen where I can't even tell you how many times I was like, oh, I'm going to journal. And then I would for two days in a row and the habit would die. Yeah. And I have journaled every single day this year. And it's really just about making it non-negotiable. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about like turning a task into a ritual in a way. Yeah. So instead of just like, oh, I got to go to bed, brush my teeth. Like find you know like an essential oil that you love like a nice lavender put that in a diffuser find a sleep mask or like maybe do I love doing a little acupressure on my feet um like a little reflexology when I'm falling asleep with like a non-toxic body butter um just like making it (laughs) like in your head almost romanticizing it like oh I get to go to bed like I get like five minutes to just zone out, have this beautiful lavender oil, um, be able to read while snuggled up in bed, you know, just making it more exciting and like adding those little things that add joy. Um, I'm trying to think of some other fun hacks. Like I love putting my jade facial roller in the freezer. Um, I'm someone that wakes up with a really puffy face no matter what I do. Um, And so I like take my jade roller out of the freezer and that cold feeling on your face just like makes inflammation go down Um, Another thing that's great for inflammation is dry brushing. So that was one of my OG posts on the foundation blog, which was teaching Mm -hmm. people how to dry brush. So it's a really beautiful practice of it's kind of just what it sounds like. You take a brush and you do these short, simple strokes um, kind of upwards along your body towards the nearest lymph node. And it's great for just getting lymph moving, reducing inflammation. Um, I love just like, having a beautiful space. So I've really been mindful about like the things I bring into my home and keeping the space clean and orderly. You're on pottery, which is like the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Um, I love pottery. Um, But yeah, just it's all about those mini moments. So don't just buy a generic $2 mug that you kind of like, like wait for that one ceramic mug that like fits your hand perfectly and you get excited every time you drink out of it. Like it sounds like so dumb, but it really is just about those little choices every single day where it's like you're upgrading everyday tasks into Mm -hmm. where it feels like self-care, even though it's really just you kind of going about your day.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, for example, when someone gives you a gift, you can tell if it was something that, was just like generic that they grabbed at target at the last second versus something that they like really put thought into and they knew that you would love it like we we think that way when we try to give gifts and you know take like do acts of service and stuff for the people that we love but a lot of times we don't apply that to ourselves in the same way like your mug example just reminded me of that
0: You are so right. I've never thought of it in that way because I think we've all had that experience where you get a gift from someone and, you know, it's a nice gesture no matter what, but you can tell they just kind of got you like a generic lotion and a generic candle. And, you know, then you get like a necklace from someone that has like a little initial of yours like engraved in it or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a dramatic example, but the energy behind a gift you can really feel And I think the same goes for like your self-respect, like, you know, internally, if you're investing in yourself, if you are taking the easy route, if you are stretching yourself too thin, you know, the energy you're putting out there. And I really just think it's about taking a step, switching off the autopilot mode, switching off the thing that you've always done, because it's the way you've always done it, and really getting in tune with yourself and
1: asking, what do I want? hmm I think that's, that's the key. And I think that's where we'll probably wrap up. But we have one last question that we ask all of our guests, because this is a Grind and Be Grateful podcast. What is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and working really hard for? And what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Mm,
0: I am currently grinding through my doctorate, but just so grateful for it oh that could also be my gratitude but um just so i'm so in love with my program and to be where i am at this stage while integrative health is gaining momentum and surrounded by these wonderful women that are in my program um i'm just ready to like put my nose down for the next few years and learn as much as i humanly can and just get in my zone Um, So I am grinding through that. And something I am very, very grateful for is a new um, job that I recently took. So um, in that like registered nursing, I mentioned that I was just having a hard time kind of finding what where felt like right and what felt like home for me. And I recently found a position that's leading wellness on a college campus. So I'm a college health nurse, I get to talk to students about their nutrition and their stress and their life. And um, it just feels already like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, this is it. So I'm super thankful to be putting um, the skills I've learned in my traditional healthcare roles, but also in my integrative roles. And it's
1: the perfect place to be at this point in my career. So I'm very grateful for that. Yay. I'm so happy for you. And I know that you're going to continue to impact so many lives and just teaching people how to be – better stewards of their health and their wellness and their mental health and their well-being. So for the people who have now met you and maybe didn't know you before and they want more of Kate, where can they find you? Where can they show you some love and say thank you for all the wisdom that you've shared today?
0: You are so sweet. Well, I hang out on Instagram, so kate.eskery.com. Um, that is a total blend of personal and my blog. I have a lot of fun on Instagram. I just love connecting with people. Um, and then for all the holistic health and slow living and self-care goodness, I would go on over to Um, I cover just about any topic. I have all natural ways to grow your eyelashes. I have the holistic grocery shopping guide. I have dry brushing 101 Um, So just really kind of all over the map, but all centered around those small daily gifts you can give to yourself to feel really vibrant and um, just alive and healthy in your life.
1: I love it. Thank you so, so much, Kate. Guys, if you loved this episode, go ahead and screenshot your phone right now, post it up on your Instagram story and tag Kate and I so that we can say thank you, show you some love for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or view on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind and be grateful my friends